the prop cast on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by win bet bet $100 at win bet and get a hundred dollar free bet head over to sports gambling podcast.com slash win bet that sports gambling podcast.com slash w y n n b e t to claim your free bet today roster brought to you by sgpn fantasy dominate your draft with the free sgpn draft kit just go to sports gambling podcast.com slash draft kit and the free roll football contest is back and better than ever. $5,000 up for grabs in our NFL contest and $1,500 in our brand new college football contest. Sign up exclusively in our Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Once again, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Welcome, everyone, to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, here to do another division preview for our season-long player props on the PropCast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the NFC North Division. And joining me, as always, you guys know their voices here on the PropCast, both on the West Coast. It's my main man, Rod Via. Gomez, Rod, what's going on, buddy? Ready to break down the Norse division. I, I do love this division. It's uh, filled with a lot of gritty, gritty players that play in some very, very cold places. So uh, you always get good football when you when you deal with the North division. I feel like I say this on every podcast that this the divisions are very intriguing. I feel like the same way about this one as well. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll talk about that here in a second. But also joining us on the west coast my main man the prop god himself dan titus dan what's going on buddy running these two a days man hustling grinding doing what we need to do to get you guys some good bets before the season starts next week so uh, i'm excited to be here as usual man let's get these bets in yes sir it's time to cash we'll talk about the nfc north in this division so gentlemen let's just get right into this division we'll talk about the win totals and some roster moves for both of these. I know we had some breaking news right before we got on. So let's just start right there with the Minnesota Vikings. Um, Jalen Rager, the newest wide receiver for the Minnesota uh, Vikings. They come into this season with a projected win total of nine over on win bet. Last season, this team finished with a ATS record of nine and eight. Uh, this season, the division odds, they are the second favorite in this division at plus 250. Conference odds are at 15 to 1 and 30 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. They come in with a strength of schedule of right in, uh, at an average uh, strength of schedule, number 16 out of 32 teams. Dan, let me start with you first. They pick up the former Eagles wide receiver, Jalen Rager, on this team here on Wednesday. Uh, if you have any thoughts on Rager moving from your Eagles to uh, to the Minnesota Vikings, and then we can talk about the Minnesota Vikings here, Dan. What do you got? The guys can't see my my fingers, but I'm chunking up the deuce to Jalen Rieger, <laughs> one of the worst draft picks in Eagles history, and I'm reminded of the Vikings front office once, the, the, the view of them on video joking about when the Eagles passed on Justin Jefferson to select Jalen Rieger. Um, I'll call it an extreme troll job by Howie Roseman to actually send Jalen Rieger and his bum ass to the Vikings. Um, they should have had him before, man. The, he, Justin Jefferson should be an Eagle. I don't know who made that decision, but it was the worst one in history. So cut your losses. You're getting a 2023 20, seventh round pick. That's pretty much nothing. Bottom of the barrel that shows you his trade value and a conditional 2024 20, fourth rounder. So um, I'm just happy and excited for what the Eagles can do to move on from a guy that didn't look like he wanted to be there and didn't really go in on routes. So how does this, how does, how do we translate this to NFC North? So, um, I actually think it might be a good, a good move for the Vikings because their receiving corp, you know, is, is sitting with Adam Thielen, who's over 30 years old on the wrong side of 30, um, KJ Osborne, Irv Smith, who's always hurt. And then you got the, the, the dog that he is in Justin Jefferson. So I think it would actually help them to get another playmaker out there. If he can correct some of the things that he was in a, in a, uh, unavailable or 
in a, it didn't have the ability to do for the sure. Eagles. There's a possibility that maybe this is this new life, new scenario in an offense that's as dynamic as it is under Kevin O'Connell. Maybe this can unlock Rager. Um, I'm not betting on it, but I mean, change of scenery can, has done well for other players. So I don't see why it couldn't be good for Jalen Rieger as well. Yeah, again, it just probably just gives them another weapon to utilize uh, in this offense. I mean, it, you know, like you mentioned, it's a, it's a brand new it's a brand new setting and it's a brand new team for Jalen Rager. Maybe that sparks him a little bit here uh, with the Minnesota Vikings. But again, you know, for what they gave up, I mean, it's 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 not much at all, right? So uh, hopefully, you know, he he can turn his career around with the uh, Minnesota Vikings. But uh, Rod, you have any thoughts on Rager? I think this just helps Kirk Cousins a little bit more. I mean, it just gives yeah. him one more person to look at, one more person to target. And, you know, Justin Jefferson is going to get his. No worries about that. I just saw a tweet from somebody that says, this severely undermines Justin Jefferson's fantasy value, and then they couldn't even hold it straight face uh, <laughs> talking about that. So, yeah, I mean, Justin Jefferson's going to get his, and I think Rieger's just just one more, just one more piece of that puzzle. I still like K.J. Osborne uh, in this offense better than Rieger anyway, so. Yeah, I mean, a lot of weapons for this Minnesota Vikings team now. Uh, you have a brand-new head coach with Kevin O'Connell coming over from the uh, Los Angeles Rams. He was, I believe, either the offensive or the passing game coordinator for this team. Uh, sorry for the Rams team. And now you have a Mike Zimmer out the out the door for this Minnesota Vikings team. You know, we saw a lot of reports once the firing did happen uh, of Mike Zimmer that him and you know Kirk Cousins didn't get along well, or whatever the case might have been between those two players. But you know, you know, we were talking offline a little bit before we got onto the pod here, and I think Dan, you and I both feel a little bit higher. Uh, than the market on this uh, Minnesota Vikings team. But what's kind of your outlook for this team coming into the season that, according to WinBet, does have a win total of nine for this upcoming season? So I love this win total. I'm I'm hammering this over because I think that the Vikings are going to surprise people in this division. Um, I think that the Packers, they could they could easily, you know, take take home four wins in this division, finish four and two. I think they're better than the Detroit Lions. They're better than the than the Chicago Bears, and I think that they're they'll they'll be good enough to steal a game from the Packers as well. I don't think the Packers are going to sweep here. So, um, and the Packers did lose something. I think there's there's going to be some continuity issues there. We'll get to the, the the Green Bay Packers in a minute, but yeah, this Vikings team, I'm very excited about what they've done. They got rid of Mike Zimmer, which was probably one of the biggest hindrances to their success. Uh, being defensive minded in, in a division that required you to have some kind of offensive um, offensive capabilities here, and you know D- Dalvin Cook. I think is in line for a really, really big season. Um, he should have had way more opportunities to score last year. Um, I know Alexander, Alexander Madison is on the block now. We'll see what they decide to do there. But, uh, you know, I think this team is is very well positioned to to take the next level here. And maybe I'm jumping the gun on Kevin O'Connell, but, you know, this guy does come from a Super Bowl winning team here under Sean McVay. And under the McVay, who is under the Shanahan umbrella, um, I think this guy knows how to win and, and be creative and use some of their their your their skill position players and put them in positions to be successful. So um yeah, I think this Vikings team is going to take a step up. They're gonna score more points. Kirk Cousins, he's on a one year deal. He's been on this franchise tag deal for the last like three seasons, it seems like. But I think that this is one of those years that we're gonna see Kirk Cousins emerge as one of the better quarterbacks statistically in the league. Um I see him taking a leap similar to Derek Carr. And, uh, yeah, man, I think the Vikings are going to surprise people. So I like them over nine wins this year. Uh, Rod, thoughts on the Minnesota Vikings coming into the season? I mean, they were eight and nine last season, right? They were knocking on the door. I, I think t- them taking a two-win step up is is feasible. It's going to be a tough start. I mean, they play the Packers and the Eagles. But then they've got, I think, four winnable games in a row in the Lions, the Saints, the Bears, and the Dolphins before their bye. So uh, I think they can carry some momentum. They come back afterwards with the Cardinals. That might be a little bit tough, but then they play the Commanders. So their their season kind of loosens up a little bit. They got the Jets and the Lions and the Colts right there as a three-game stretch as well. So, I mean, that's if you're counting seven already, and then all they got to do is win three out of the last uh, few games there. Um, it's going to be difficult for sure, but uh, I, I think there's a path to get them to 10 wins for sure uh, on this season, especially like we were just talking about with the fact that they've got Justin Jefferson still Dalvin cook. Let's not forget is still a good player. As long as he can stay healthy, yeah. right? One of the most prolific running backs in the league uh, when he's healthy. So if he, if you get a full season out of cook, watch out. 
Yeah, look, again, this team has the weapons uh, on this roster. I mean, you talk about even the the wide receiving position. Like we, we've talked about Justin Jefferson. We've talked about Adam Thielen, a, a reception machine uh, for Minnesota Vikings and Kirk Cousins. You have Dalvin Cook in the backfield. You know, you talked about K.J. Osborne as well. And now they picked up another weapon in uh, in Jalen Rager. Um, I, I am excited about Kevin O'Connell here coming in as being the new, you know, head coach for this team. Um, and again, he has a lot of players that he can put in the right positions to have success offensively, if that makes sense. And for, you know, like Dan alluded to that, this is a team that can put up points and it should be able to pull up points. And then we've seen that in the past when they had a defensive minded head coach in Mike Zimmer. But I think the one thing I, I do love the over for this Minnesota Vikings team over nine. And I do like the division odds as well at plus two fifty. Um, but I think the one bet I really do like, and, if, and I feel like it's a little correlated, that if the Minnesota Vikings do win this division, Kevin O'Connell to win Coach of the Year, I think it's something that should be, um, or you should put some money down on if you are high on this Vikings team. Because you know, when you're in a division with the Green Bay Packers, we'll talk about it here in a second, um, that if you're able to dethrone the team that's just been so dominant in this division for I don't know how long, that for a first-year head coach to come in, get a division win, get you into double digit wins. I, I think that that he would be high on that list of getting coach of the year uh, for the Minnesota Vikings. But yeah, I do like the, them to get at least 10 wins coming into the season or for this season with the weapons that they do have on this roster. You know, the defense has always been a question for this team. Um, but again, I, I, they've also been, you know, they've had bad luck with injuries as well. So it'll be interesting to see how everything kind of plans out for this Minnesota Vikings team. But I, I am very intrigued um, for this team coming into this year. And Rod, you said it, uh, the first six games are, are, are winnable games uh, after that. I mean, they do, I think that that first game is going to tell us a lot against the Green Bay Packers in their home building a division game, but they go to Philly, then they have games against the Lions, the Saints, the Bears, and and the, and the uh, Miami uh, Dolphins. So I think there's a, a world where we can see this team get out to a four and two start before they go into their bye week in week seven. And then the second half of the season, they have games against the Commanders, like you mentioned. You know, they have the Lions again being in that division, the Bears, the Giants, and the Jets as well. So I think there's a road path for this team to get 10 wins uh, going into this upcoming season. Uh, guys, let's get over to this next team in this division, the Green Bay Packers. They are the odds on division favorite to win the AFC North currently, uh, sorry, the NFC North, um, currently sitting at odds of minus 180 over on win bet. Uh, conference odds are at plus 475, 10 to 1 to win the Super Bowl and hoist the Lombardi Trophy. They come in with an easy schedule as well, ranked number 15 according to Warren Sharp. This team was 12 and 5 last year against the spread. Obviously, the big news that we talked about this uh, on the AFC West preview the loss of Devontae Adams heading over to the Raiders. And now um, some question marks at that wide receiver position when you're trotting out guys like Sammy Watkins, who hasn't been able to stay healthy, Alan Lazard. Uh, they did draft Christian Watson uh, in the second round. Robert Tunyon should be uh, healthy and back for this team. And their backfield with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. And obviously you have a Hall of Fame quarterback and one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Um, numerous MVPs with Aaron Rodgers. The, this team comes in with the best rated secondary in the entire league, rated number one. Front seven is rated number nine. So according to you know to Warren Shop at the positional um, at, at this seven positional groups that we look at, five of the seven they're rated a top eleven or better. But Rod, life after Devontae Adams, do you think this offense take, takes a step back, or is Aaron Rodgers like Patrick Mahomes going to be able to spread this ball around and and just compensate for what they lost with Devontae Adams at least offensively? You know, we always count Aaron Rodgers out regardless of what the situation is, right? I think there's a lot of people that are quick to say, oh, no, Aaron Rodgers can't do it. Now, I, I might be one of them this season. <laughs> this is actually a season where I, I kind of feel like I might be with the masses and saying that this might be a little too much for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, maybe five years ago, Aaron Rodgers could have probably bounced back from something like this. But, I mean, look, man, th this he's not getting any younger. And, and the fact of the matter is, while he's still a, an outstanding quarterback, uh, should he have been uh, the MVP last season? That's really severely up for debate. But by and large, you lose a guy like Devontae Adams and, and what you're left with now, it's it's really going to have to, much like Mahomes is going to have to prove himself without Tyreek Hill, Aaron Rodgers is really going to have to prove himself without Devontae Adams. Not that he hasn't done it before in his career, 
but this was again a, a lot younger Aaron Rodgers and a guy who didn't have a whole lot to prove or he had I don't know if he didn't have a lot to prove but less to prove than he does now so uh yeah I, I don't know this is going to be a tough road for for Aaron Rodgers and and this Green Bay team you know we've seen them excel before with with not a lot but I think that's a tall ask this season yeah, I mean, look, you hit the nail on the head there is that we always think that it's it's that Aaron Rodgers that as the season kind of progressed here and he gets a year older that we're bound to see some regression. And is this a year for Aaron Rodgers to kind of take that step back? And I'm not sure every time I count him out, he responds in some way. So and again, we have to I think we also have to keep in mind is that this team has a great defense when healthy, right? We talked about how they have the best secondary. The front seven is going to be really good as well. The, the backfield is going to, is great as well with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. They do come in this season with a, a win uh, total of 11 and a half, according to uh win bet. But did you have a thoughts on the win total there, Rod, before we get over to Dan? I think that's a good number. <laughs> I think that is yeah. a really good on. number. Yeah. Uh, 12 wins. I don't know how, how much the loss of Devontae Adams will hurt that win total. So I'm probably going to be like Dan and just stay away from the win total because I think that might be spot on 11 wins this season. Dan, thoughts on the Green Bay Packers coming into this new season? When do the wheels fall off? Um, <laughs> Rodgers, two straight MVP years, man. And then he loses his top target. And let's not forget, this has been a drama-filled offseason for not only Aaron Rodgers, last two seasons, really. And, you know, he's kind of he's kind of drowned out the noise. But I don't know, man. Like, you lose Nathaniel Hackett, who was their offensive coordinator. Um, I think that there could be some growing pains here. Like, they are ranked 15th in strength of schedule, according to Warren Sharp. They do have the largest disadvantage for rest out of any team in the NFL. So if this team has any injuries or, you know, gets behind in the schedule, you're not going to have many times to rebound. And let's not forget also that this team doesn't have a lot of depth at the receiver position. Like they have Romeo Dobbs, rookie, Christian Watson, rookie. You got Sammy Watkins, unreliable, Randall Cobb, old as hell. So like (laughs) – and, and I don't even know who your tight end is at this point. It's like Robert Tunyon's coming off an, an ACL tear. Um, yeah. So maybe it's uh, Degora, but I I don't know, man. I think this is going to be a lot on Aaron Jones, a lot on A.J. Dillon, and a lot on Aaron Rodgers. So AAA, no, they're going to need some insurance, man, because I don't I don't know. that This is going to be tough, man. So 10 and a half, 11 and a half wins, I think, agree with you guys, it's the right number. But I think this team's going to lose some difficult – they're going to lose some games that they shouldn't. And I guess that would make me want to lean the under. So maybe I'll do that. Actually, I lean under. I'm not, I haven't bet it yet, but I'm, I lead the under on that because I think the Vikings are going to take a step up. I think the Lions are going to take a step up. Where does that leave the Packers? Still probably a 10-win team, but 11 and a half? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, again, this number is so spot on. It is, again, I think like, I'm, I'm like, I don't know why I'm stressing myself over it, but it's, it's you know, we don't have to bet it, right? And again, this could be an 11-win team or a 12-win yeah. team. But, you know, I think that, you know, I think we'll find out a lot about this team early on and how Rodgers is going to adjust by not having his go-to guy in Devontae Adams. And you mentioned that he has that rapport with Randall Cobb, but Randall Cobb is is that much older now uh, coming into the season. You have a lot of young talent at that wide receiver group. And we saw, you know, in training camp where there was disconnect between the young guys and Aaron Rodgers where they had to go into a meeting and kind of address it and kind of figure things out. So that kind of only leaves Alan Lazard for this offense and an unreliable Sammy Watkins. So does that mean, are they going to rely on the running game a lot more? We'll see that as the kind of season progresses for the green Bay Packers. But again, if there was a season where regression is due for Aaron Rodgers and this offense, it might just be this year where we talked about how the Minnesota Vikings, you know, were high on and, and the other teams possibly improved in some areas and not. And we'll get to those two teams here in a second, but yeah, this is another stay away from me. And again, I don't want to lay that minus 180 price for the uh, Green Bay Packers to win this division. 
Um, let's get over to the next team in this division. And let's talk here about the Detroit Lions, a team that was on hard knocks. Um, we're out to break your kneecaps, uh, as their head coach likes to say in Dane Campbell. Another year or second year with Jared Goff. You have a great running back group with um, DeAndre Swift and uh, Jamal Hall. Um, looking at their season-long win total is at six and a half. Last season, this team was eleven and six, surprisingly against the spread. You know, this was a team last season that just did not give up. You know, and there were opportunities for this team to win some more games. Um, that came down to the last uh, last second, literally, for this team, and, and they were on the wrong side of it. Uh, they come in with division odds of nine to one for the NFC North, 75, 75 to one to win the NFC, and a two hundred and one to win the Super Bowl uh, this upcoming season. But Rod, let me start with you on the Detroit Lions. You know, we saw a lot of of Dan Campbell's personality and and this roster on Hard Knocks this season. But where are you at with this team? coming into this uh, season. You sure they're not out to break each other's uh, kneecaps? I I mean... (laughs) Possibility, Rod. I'm just saying, like, the Lions (laughs) were 3-3. and I know that they were uh, 11-6 against the spread, but they ended up being 3-13-1 on the season. If you want them to win three more games this season uh, with not necessarily improving, I think, that roster altogether... what do you want out of Jared Goff? I mean, you saw what you got out of him last season uh, and you, you're not really giving him very many more weapons to work with this season. So I don't know what you expect out of this team. And, and to be honest with you, I don't know that finding three wins is, is easier. We might be seeing another Jacksonville Jaguars situation where you continue to trot out the same type of team and expect different results, even though you're getting high draft picks, even though, you know, you got a guy like uh, DJ Chark, Josh Reynolds, Amon Ross St. Brown to throw the ball to. It, it just doesn't seem to me like there's a lot to hang your hat on. And even defensively, it's not an impressive looking squad still. So uh, to crank out four more wins, you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's what you're asking them to do is crank out four more wins out of this season. And from where we already talked about how this division is going to be tough. Right. We talked about how the Vikings are going to take a step up. Packers are still the Packers like. Where are you going to find those extra four wins? It's not going to be from their schedule. So I, I don't like this uh, over at all. In fact, I probably would take the under on this uh, win total because they're still the Lions at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, Dan, thoughts on the Detroit Lions coming into the season? I'm going to go the other way. I, I have I have some optimism. Maybe it's I don't want to buy into the hype, the public hype of hard knocks, because I feel like once you have a team on center stage every week, seeing everything about the ins and outs of how the team is ran, I feel like there might be some betting infusion to be like, oh, man, I believe in this. You know, Jamal Williams speeches, Dan Campbell and his biting knees off type of attitude and, and speeches as well. Um, but I think that they'll be a seven win team. Um, they're fourth, I believe, in strength of schedule, um, according to Warren Sharp. Uh, let me check on that. Wait, fifth. Yeah. One, two, three, four, fifth. Yeah, so they have they have games that they could possibly win here. Their offensive line has improved this year. Uh, I think it was great that they drafted an offensive lineman in the first round this year. Um, but, you know, like I, I, I think this team got better from last year. And last year they were not that great i think it was a lot of figuring things out i think they've established who their their lead dog at running back is in deandre deandre swift they the emergence of amon ross st brown has been a revelation and then you also bring over dj shark um i think they're going to have weapons and they're actually going to be able to compete here i don't think jared goff is is completely done yet now that he has an offensive line to protect him he can actually make some plays down the field their defense is is decent. You know they they drafted AJ Hutch, or Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, um, that's just a second round uh, for that for the lineman. But um, I don't know. I, I have some optimism about Detroit, man. I don't think they're going to be as bad. I don't think they're going to finish last in the division. I think that's resigned for the Bears. So um, not that you know seven wins is much. That's a seven and ten season. But I think they can get there. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get agreement with me about the Lions here. Look, I think this is going to be a team, again, that's going to be great against the spread last season, 11-6. and six. Yeah. Um, And they're going to compete. They're not going to give up. You know, we saw that numerous times last season. Um, but Jared Goff just doesn't 
you know, he just kind of rubs me the wrong way. And we saw it with the Rams where, you know, they were able to win double-digit games. Maybe it was a, that was a product of San, Sean McVay's system that they were running with the Los Angeles Rams. But now you come in to this uh, Detroit Lions team where I think that, you know, like you mentioned, that they were still trying to figure some things out last year. But I still don't know what the actual identity of this team is. It's, you know, are they offensive team? Are they defensive team? What what are they exactly? And then again, like you mentioned, they do have the weapons on offense. And it's about putting it together. But you know, it'll be interesting to see. I think this team will be very competitive, but I do expect this team to have another top five pick coming into the season. So if this number does get to seven by the time we get to the season, um, and maybe shop around for this number, uh, if you're able to find a seven, I, I do personally like the under seven for this Detroit Lions team uh, coming into this uh, NFL season of the 2022-2023 season. Um, let's get over to the last team in this division. It's going to be the Chicago Bears. Um Last season, this team was six and eleven against the spread. Uh, they finished the season with a record, <clears throat> sorry, of um, let's see here, six and eleven as well. Justin Fields take takes over as the starting quarterback for this team in a brand new coaching staff as they bring in Matt Eberfuse. Eberfuse, all right, the defensive coordinator of the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Um, there's Sean, I will say this, is very high on this Bears team coming into this season. If we kind of take a look at their positional ranks uh, for this upcoming season, according to Warren Sharp, they are pretty much bottoms in the league in every single one of those categories. 32nd in offensive line, 27th in the running back group, 31st in the wide receiver group. 29th front seven and 30th in the secondary. They do have Justin Fields rated as a 21st quarterback for this upcoming season. Uh, their win total is also six and a half for this upcoming season. Division odds of 10 to 1, 50 to 1 to win the conference, and 100 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Dan, let me start with you about the Chicago Bears team led by Justin Fields. What's your outlook for this team up for the upcoming season? Do we expect them, like, or like at least I do to them for them to have a top three pick coming into this uh, next year's draft. Yeah, I would say so. Six and a half wins. I'm taking the under there. Uh, I can't even pronounce their coach's head, their coach's name, but I'm more <laughs> concerned about who the hell else is on this team. The best thing that they did in the last, in this off season was re-sign Roquan Smith. And if he was out, I was going to be like going all, alt win totals for this team because they were going to be a, a real version of bad, uh, another version of bad. But, um, yeah, I just don't know where you can get optimistic about this team. Justin Fields, he showed better as the season progressed um, when Matt Nagy finally uh, kind of let the took the reins off of him. But uh, David Montgomery, not really an inspiring running back. As you said, Warren Sharp has them ranked offensive line, like one of the lowest in the league. Um I just don't – Darnell Mooney is, is a really good player, but outside of that, I'm like, who who is Justin Fields going to throw the ball to? Cole Komet? Cool. Um, <laughs> I, I don't I don't see it. I, I just don't see how this team has gotten a, much better than last year. So I'm going to fade them. I think they're going to finish last in the division. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm not high on the, the Bears at all. Uh, you got agreement for me. Rod, are you going to break the – are you on the team ride here or are you optimistic about this Chicago Bears team? I can't even be the anti when Dan's like, no, I got optimistic. I don't have any optimists for, for the <laughs> Chicago Bears. It, it, and really, again, just like Dan alluded to, there's really nobody for uh, Justin Fields to throw to. He's got Equimania St. Brown uh, and Darnell Mooney, right? And that's that's kind of who he's got. And Byron Pringle, who basically got lost in Kansas City's roster. So can he emerge as a, as a decent receiver for Justin Fields? I'm not really high on that either. And then you just take a look at the defense. Uh, can you name a defensive? I mean, they're starting a rookie at uh, at strong safety this season. And past that, it's like, I don't even know. You can't really name a guy on the defense for this Bears team like you could before. So, yeah, it, it's going to be a rebuild season for them, at least for the foreseeable future. I think the only positive that you can take away from it is David Montgomery being able to do something this season. But uh, past that, I mean, I'll contradict myself later with a prop that I'll give you. Uh, but by the same token, you know, it's just this team does not have a lot to hang its hat on. 
I mean, yeah, I don't have much else for all the points that you guys already covered about this team. I, I think this is going to be a team that uh, is it's going to be bad this year. They're going to be having a top three pick uh, in this in the in the draft next year. And, and if, if you really want to put a bet on this team, I would probably look at it. And if your book does offer this as one of the teams that have the worst records in the NFL um, for this upcoming season, I just don't see how um, maybe led by the defense, but offensively, it's just not very good for this uh, Chicago Bears team. All right, before we get over to our season-long player props for the NFC North Division, let me tell you guys about WinBet. Thinking of joining WinBet, now is the perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. If you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet. Their reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet MLB. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus of up to $1,000. Win just also released their first quarterback with five touchdown prop bets. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offers up to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in a state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by Odds Trader. What is Odds Trader? Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for bettors to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so bettors can record, can keep records of all your games and your betting activity. So all you have to do is go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. That's oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. And also the free roll football contest. The free roll football contests are here. College football contest, the new one on the SGPN network has $1,500 up for grabs, plus the NFL contest, $5,000 and a two-night stay at Win Las Vegas up for grabs as well. And you can only sign up exclusively over on our Discord. It's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. All right, gentlemen, let's get into our player props for the NFC North Division. Uh, Rod, I'll let you lead this off. Let's start with our quarterbacks here. What's your quarterback prop for this upcoming uh, NFC North Division? All right, I told you I was going to contradict myself. Yes. This is exactly where I'm going to do it. Uh, where I told you the Bears are going to be bad, I'm going with that. And then the fact that Justin Fields, his rushing total is set at 525 and a half. Uh, at minus 120. Is that yours too? Look at Munaf. You and I, we've been doing the show too long together. Uh, I tried it to is. go different. I was like, no one's going to take Justin Fields' rushing total. Well, fa- fine. Justin Fields' rushing totals at 525 and a half. I'm smashing the over on this one. Obviously, we just talked about how he's pretty much got zero to throw to other than maybe Darnell Mooney uh, and, and Cole Komet. Uh, but last season, he rushed for 420. Uh, and and only started 12 or 10 games rather and, and appeared in 12. So you give him another five games and, and you're only asking him to get another 100 yards. On top of that, I, I have a feeling that he's going to get this within the first 10 games anyways of being this. He's going to be on the run. He's going to have to improvise. And that means going out of the pocket uh, more than he probably is comfortable with. So 5.8 yards per attempt last season. I mean, this, this is kind of a no-brainer. I'm definitely all over. Justin Fields is uh, over here on the rushing yards. I mean, I yeah, agreement would be 100%. And again, this was my plus quarterback pl- player prop as well. I mean, you mentioned the numbers here. Now he has a full season. He's he's a mobile quarterback. And, and uh, you know, you, you'll have the same habits when you're a scrambling quarterback like Justin Fields is. And again, behind, being behind this offensive line, I think it's going to be very tough for him to – or he's going to be scrambling for his life. Let's just say that. So that's just going to lead for him to have rushing yards uh, for this um, Chicago Bears offense. So you have agreement with me as well. 525 and a half rushing yards. I'm smashing the over for Justin Fields. Dan, thoughts on uh, Justin Fields rushing yards uh, player prop for this upcoming season? Nope. I think we just lost Dan. Uh, so we'll wait for him to come back here. But yeah, I mean, Rod, look, <laughs> Justin Fields, <laughs> he's in a very tough situation. Let's start there, right? And we talked about the positional rankings that 
Warren Sharp laid out, right? The 32nd, I mean, the worst, I'm not, I don't know why I'm saying 32nd, but the worst offensive line for the upcoming season uh, for the Chicago Bears. And, and that just doesn't help a, a young quarterback like Justin Fields, right? And, and at eventually, if he's going to be the quarterback of the future, you're going to have to either either draft or sign guys in the free in free agency to be the guy for you into the future. And you're going to have to provide that protection, right? We've seen guys like Patrick Mahomes that had a quarterback or had an injury for this team when, you know, this offensive line wasn't very good. They went out and addressed that for a guy like Patrick Mahomes. So I'm not saying Justin Fields is on Patrick Mahomes level, but if he's going to be the quarterback of your future, he's going to have to be, he's going to have to have that offensive line protection. And right now, at least for this upcoming season, he doesn't have that with the Chicago bears. But Dan, uh, we were talking about Justin Fields here and his over rushing problem of 525 and a half. Do you have thoughts on that? I, I would yeah, say because Dan's frozen. Field. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Am I still frozen? <laughs> oh, you're good. Can you guys hear me? Oh, um, yeah, yeah no, I was going to say that I, I I agree with most of what you guys said in the fact that this unreliable offensive line and Justin Fields is he's prone to want to get outside of the pocket. And so – he's going to have to run the ball because they don't have that many weapons on offense. So 500, I think this is going to be similar to Jalen hurts last year where you saw him kind of get a little bit more acclimated by using his feet, avoiding having to pass the ball downfield. And he's one of the fastest running, he's one of the fastest quarterbacks that that's in the NFL right now. So I think he'll have to use his legs to be effective. So 500 uh, rushing yards. I think that that seems, that seems right. So I'll take the over on that as well. Yeah. All right. Agreement there. Uh, Dan, why don't you take us into your first quarterback prop? Yeah, I'm riding with the uh, Justin Fields type, but I'm going to take the over on 14 and a half interceptions. So Justin Fields last year in 10 starts, he had 10 interceptions. He was he ranked 10th in the NFL in turnover worthy plays. And some of that was a little bit of luck. But, you know, I think with the lack of weapons that they have there, I, I, I foresee him having to force the ball you know, down the field more often than he would like. And he doesn't really have many weapons to do that. I talked about before it's, it's Darnell Mooney, it's Cole Komet. Maybe it's David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert, or Vilas Jones, the guy that they reached really high for that looks like a special teamer. So, um, you know, at this point, you know, I'm really banking on Justin Fields and the bears being down in games and him trying to force the issue. He'll have to be scrambling the ball, but I think he's also going to be trying to make too many plays, with his feet, that will result in him, you know, potentially throwing some interceptions. So um, 11 QBs last year through 15 or more interceptions. And I think we'll see Justin Fields enter that territory if he can start 17 games this year. Yeah. And when we talk about young quarterbacks, they're going to make those mistakes. Right. And, and I think there's no doubt about that here with Justin Fields. So, I mean, as athletic as he is, you know, a guy that can scramble in, in a, you know, when we talked about here with his rushing yards, I, I think the arm, um, at least the accuracy is a question for me as well. And again, we have a running back group like this here, Dan, like you talked about. Again, sorry, a wide receiver group like you did talk about here. Um, I think it's just going to be it's going to be some growing pains this season for sure for Justin Fields and this uh, Chicago Bears um, organization as they you know have a brand new coaching staff. You know, a a court, young quarterback that's going to be taking over uh, as the guy uh, possibly of the future for this team. So I think we're all down on. Um, Justin, at least for this team, we're down on the Bears overall. I think Justin Fields does have that potential of he's scrambling, but we don't trust his arm here for the uh, Chicago Bears. All right, gentlemen, let's get into our skill position player props here. Dan, I'll let you lead this one off. What's your first skill position player prop for the NFC North division? Yeah, first one that I love is is uh, Anto- uh, Antonio. A.J. Dillon over five and a half rushing touchdowns. Um, for much of the reasons that we discussed with the Green Bay Packers and our, uh, why we're down on them a little bit is we, we don't really know what this offense is going to look like with so many new faces um, and without their offensive coordinator. So um, I do think that they're going to lead heavily on Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, but more so A.J. Dillon because I think he's the between-the-tackles guy. Um, Aaron Jones, I'm expecting him to be more of a receiver this year. I think he's going to catch a lot of passes. Um, he has very reliable hands. But A.J. Dillon has really uh, emerged as a, a true 
running back on first and second down. And if you look at his first two seasons, his carries have increased each year. I think that's going to go up even more to getting over 200 carries potentially this year. Um, And if you look in the red zone, um, he ranks um, in the top, in the top 10, uh, top 15 last year. Uh, One, two, three, four. Yep. Top 15. And he was only splitting carries, you know, for much of that time. So he's sitting right behind Nick Chubb, Alvin Kamara, Leonard Fournette, James Conner, you know, all guys that saw, you know, huge workloads in the red zone. So um, I just think there's a lot of upside here for A.J. Dillon, a guy that got four four inside, five touchdowns inside the red zone last year uh, with increased opportunities, man. This is going to be closer to seven, maybe even eight this year for, for A.J. Dillon. So I'm expecting a big year at A.J. Dillon. Yeah, and I think that, you know, we talked about the Green Bay Packers, that this is going to be where we see – I think the running back group is going to be more involved in the offense just because we talked about how the wide receivers, you know, there's some going to be some inconsistencies there. And I think that A.J. Dillon also being a bigger back than Aaron Jones, that he's going to get those goal line opportunities and asking him to get over this number. This was one that I also had uh, written down in my notes as well. So I'm glad that you uh, mentioned it here, Dan, for A.J. Dillon. Uh, Rod, thoughts on A.J. Dillon for the upcoming year? Hate him as a fantasy player, especially as a Aaron Jones manager. But uh, yeah, I mean, you gotta love the the upside for him there. He's he's proven that he can be a number one back in a system. You know, it's just a matter of the, unfortunately, Green Bay has two number one backs in the system. So uh, do they cut into each other's upside? Yeah, but AJ Dillon has slowly but surely started to take over the role. I think, and and Aaron Jones's stocks starting to fade only because AJ Dillon is so good. So. I think we see more of him on the field this season and, uh, you know, much to the Aaron Jones managers uh, chagrin, uh, A.J. Dillon will likely hit any prop that you put out there for him. All right, Rod, why don't you take us into your first skill position play prop here? What do you got? All right. I'm going to go ahead and take uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. His uh, receiving total is set at 850 and a half yards. I'm taking the over on that. And look, I just said that the Brown or that the, the Lions were going to be horrendous. They did. But Stafford's got to throw the ball to somebody. And Amon Ross St. Brown had 912 yards in his rookie year flashed, just straight out flashed. And he is probably the best weapon that Stafford has. I mean, Stafford, that Goff has <laughs> at his disposal. I'm living in the in the past. Uh, yeah, that, that Goff has at his disposal. And I think we're going to see a step up for him. Talent is talent. You know what I'm saying? And, and again, Goff has to throw to somebody. And that's somebody I think is going to be a Monroe St. Brown. And I don't know how you can expect him to jump down that much from his rookie effort. I mean, he's got no place to, to go, but up. And, and if you guys are making the case that the lions are going to be a little better of a team, then it stands to reason that a Monroe St. Brown is going to have a better season than he did last year, which could very easily lead to a thousand yard season, which obviously will be over this receiving total. So um, I, I like his potential to hit, 900 yards. I like his potential to hit a thousand yards, which means 850 and a half is definitely uh, well within reach. Yeah. And again, you know, I think we talked about the lines. I think they're going to be a team that's going to be playing from behind a lot and they're going to have to throw the football. Right. And I think that this was an example last year as well, where I think, you know, we were talking about the late in the, late in the season. I think Dan, you were the one that mentioned that, you know, St. Brown was a guy that we probably want to uh, look out for as we kind of winded out the season because he emerged in that offense for the Lions. So I think that him, you know, probably being the guy in this uh, wide receiving group for the Lions, I, I think that certainly having a potential of a 1,000-yard season is certainly on the horizon for him uh, for this upcoming season. We're not even asking him to get to 1,000. We're asking him to get 851 for us for this upcoming year. Uh, Dan, thoughts on uh, St. Brown here for the upcoming year? Yeah, I was also looking at um, his receptions props at 80 or 70, 78 and a half, excuse me, because um, I think he could exceed 80. He's going to be um, one of the main target hogs for Jared Goff. I know it's a weird thing to say, but um, they're going to be they're going to be moving the ball, and I expect them to be some negative game scripts where in, um, Amon Ross St. Brown should continue what he was doing uh, late last season as one of the breakout wide receivers in this league. Like this dude's for real. I don't think DJ Shark is going to really eat into that share that much. Um, this should be this should be his this should definitely be his time to shine. And it's even better that Jamison Williams, um, their rookie. Um, is going to be, you know, on the pup list for the first six games. So he'll have he'll have a good time to get some margin uh, to get over this number. Yeah, I love it. 
All right, uh, for my skill position player prop number one, I'm taking Alan Lazard. I'm going to take his over 56 receptions. And as much as I you know, I want to take unders for season-long player props, I think this one I like to get over the number. Uh, Lazard, he's going to be stepping up, stepping into that number one wide receiving uh, role for the Green Bay Packers. And we've seen time and time again, year after year, that Rodgers only trusts the veterans in the league. You know, We talked about when we were talking about the Packers that there was – uh, I guess a disconnect between the young uh, receivers uh, and uh, Rogers in practice. And we saw uh, they, they try to figure it out, right? They had the meetings. And after that, they said all the positive things, but I think when it really comes down to it during the regular season in games with games on the line, you're trying to score points. Rogers is going to, you know, look to those vets. And I think that beneficiary is going to be Alan Lazard. You know, we talked about the inconsistencies of Sammy Watkins and Randall Cobb being a year older. I think this is going to be a season where, you know, Lazard's going to emerge for this Packers offense, and he really has to. Um, we talked about the depart- departure of uh, Devontae Adams, which leaves a huge void left to be filled. And over the last four seasons with Adams on the Green Bay Packers, he averaged 154 targets, 108 receptions. So that's a good, good, big piece of the pie that is up for grabs. And health is always a concern with Lazard, but I think this is a season where he can, you know, take some of those targets and receptions that were left behind by Devontae Adams and get at least 57 receptions for this Packers offense for the upcoming season here, Rod. What do you think? 169, 149, 127, 169. Those are the targets. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is going to have to be looking somewhere. (laughs) And, and, And Lazard is the one that's the most comfortable with them right now. So, I mean, it, yeah, I, I had to have to think that a few more of those turn into into catches for Lazard, um, you know, and, and they don't all have to be deep, right? I mean, they yeah. basically can be somewhere within the first five, six, seven yards. Uh, Lazard's not necessarily the deepest threat in, in the bunch. So, um, yeah, I mean, I like his chances to get over that. In fact, you could probably spread around those those targets and those receptions amongst every one of those. Uh, Dobbs, Dobbs especially, uh, just, you know, tally them up and see where they're at at the end of the year. Dan, thoughts on Lazard for the upcoming year? I think he's going to have a big year. Um, I neglected to mention him in the wide receiver room of the Packers earlier, but I, I think he's the probably the most trusted uh, stay over, or I guess the person that's built up enough enough rapport with with Rodgers. Yeah, I think even though Randall Cobb's been there the longest, like I don't expecting I'm not expecting him to see as much uh, snap share or or route participation. So um, Alan Lazard should be the guy. And I think he could really succeed in this offense if he just remain if he as long as he catches passes and runs the routes he's supposed to and be where he's supposed to be, which I think he already has proven, um, he should be just fine. So I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be looking his way a lot, especially early in the season, to build up this rapport to uh, kind of get through the season here. All right, let's get into our next skill position player prop here. Rod, I'll let you lead it off for us. What do you got? All right, I'm going to take Dalvin Cook, uh, and I know we like unders again, but I, I'm surprised I'm taking another over. Uh, Dalvin Cook's rushing total is set at 1,150 and a half yards. I, I like the over on this, guys, and I might be crazy because Dalvin Cook gets hurt, yes, but he doesn't get hurt for long. And in the in the seasons that he has gotten hurt, he's still pretty much hit this mark over the last two years. Obviously, the huge year uh, a couple of years ago with 1,557 yards, played 14 games. Last season, 1,159 yards, played 13 games. Uh, played 14 games in 2019, still got to 1,135. So he was pretty damn close to hitting this mark even in that. So, look, Dalvin Cook doesn't miss very many games when he gets hurt, but he still manages to produce in the games that he's in. We talked about the Vikings possibly taking a step up this year as far as their offense. And, and what they can produce. So if that is the case, then that means Dalvin Cook is going to be a big part of that, which means he's going to end up getting over 1,150 yards uh, and a half yards this season to, to get it done. I also took a look at his uh, rushing and receiving total, and it's sitting right around 1,500 yards. That might be a little too risky for me, given the fact that I don't know that he's going to catch as many passes this season. Uh, but that that's an intriguing one to take a look at as well. Should he have another 1,200-yard season? It's very simple that he could get 350, 360 yards receiving. It's been done before. So, um, you know, keep an eye on that line. And and if you feel comfortable taking that one, I might take a bite out of that one as well. I mean, you just take a look at the schedule of pass defense or uh, rush defenses that the Vikings are going to face. Eight of those teams 
are are rated uh, according to Warren Sharp 22nd or worse. And two of those teams are right within their division, the Detroit Lions and the Chicago Bears. So, again, and I think that this is going to be an opportunity again, and you mentioned the numbers there, that if he's able to play 13, 14 games for this for this Vikings team, he's going to get be able to get over this number. He, he's been able to do that over the last three seasons. I, I know he didn't get it in 2019, but he only fell 15 yards short. So if he was able to play you know, one more game or get three or four more handoffs from um, – you know, Kirk Cousins, he would have gotten over that number. So I, I also did look at this for Dalvin Cook. Um, and again, like I said, just look at the schedule of, of the past defenses or rush defenses they face. It, it just it, it makes a lot of sense for him to get over this number, um, especially if they are going to be ahead in games. It's going to be, you know, hand the ball off to Dalvin Cook, eat up the yards and then and, and for him to uh, get those first downs. And again, you take a look at the yards per attempt for Dalvin Cook in his career. Uh, let's go back to 2018, 4.6, 4.5, 5, uh, 5.0, and last season, 4.7 uh, for the Minnesota Vikings. But, Dan, thoughts on um, Dalvin Cook's rushing yards for this upcoming year? Dalvin's going to cook. Um, <laughs> that's all I, I got to say about it, man. Like I'm, I'm high on this Vikings offense, especially their skill position players. Dalvin Cook. Uh, is going to be utilized a lot in this offense, not only as a as a rusher, but also as a pass catcher. If he can stay healthy, man, watch out. He could have one of the best running back seasons this year. Um, because I think that this is this is what they needed to unlock their skill positions, getting someone that's as creative as Kevin O'Connell in the building. So yeah, I'm very excited and high. And I think Dalvin Cook's gonna be one of the top rushers in the league this year. All right, and my power is flickering here, but I am still here. Um Let's get over to – I think it's uh, – let me get over to mine here. Uh, let me see. Just lost my page. All right. Uh, I got Alan Lazard in – or sorry, Dan, why don't you uh, give yours here and then I'll, I'll get to mine. Yeah, yeah so I'm going to go Justin Jefferson over 1,350 and a half receiving yards. He's eclipsed this in both of his seasons as a Viking, and I think he's going to go even higher than what he did last year, which was 1,600 yards and 10 touchdowns. Um, I think you're looking at a guy that could potentially lead the league in receiving. Yeah, I'm kind of saying that because he has the same uh, – right now he has the coach that Cooper Cup had last year uh, where he had his triple crown year. But um, I'm just not intimidated by Adam Thielen uh, drawing too many targets from him as well as K.J. Osborne and the newly acquired Jalen Rieger. I think this is going to be the Justin Jefferson show. And just for some perspective, he had 167 targets last year, fourth in the NFL. That could go up. 30% target share, number three in the league. That could go up. Um, And he's running routes, number four. So the dude's always on the field, number four in route participation. Um, There's just so many – there's so many ways that this can go right. The only thing where where it could go wrong is if Kirk Cousins gets hurt. But this offensive line is stable. Um, so I'm expecting Kirk Cousins to come out slinging, and it should only be to the benefit of Justin Jefferson. This guy could lead the league in receiving yards. Right now he's the odds-on favorite along with Cooper Cup. I think they're both at like 9-1. to one. So, yeah, I'm buying all in on Justin Jefferson. If you're in fantasy leagues, Rod and I were talking about before the show, does he warrant a 101? In PPR leagues, I think you can make the case – um, but this dude's gonna have a monster season, so I'm, I'm hyped for it. So I got to buy into 1350 and a half uh, receiving yards. I'd also buy into over nine and a half uh, re- uh, receiving touchdowns as well. I mean, yeah, I mean, this first two years in this league, he has been an absolute monster. 1400 yards exactly in his rookie year. Last season, eclipsed that at 1616, and he's the he's the number one target in. Uh, in that Minnesota Vikings offense, right? And and again, Kirk Cousins looks for him down the field. And I think last season on the propcast, we we're talking about uh weekly player props. I was all over longest reception to Justin Jefferson, yeah. and those were cashing at a very, very high volume week in and week out until the books finally caught up. So he's that downfield threat. He has that home run ability uh for this offense. He's a guy that has speed, and I love it, man. He's he's well on his way to being one of the best if not he already may be in that conversation of receivers in the league today um is jj uh justin jefferson for the minnesota vikings rod thoughts on jefferson here you guys nailed it everything you said is exactly the reason that he's going to be another one to watch again this season it's it's fun to watch him play and it's smash all these 
how can it be that low? 1,600 yards last season, and we're, we're going to expect him to take that gigantic of a step down, especially when the weapons around him haven't necessarily changed, and Thielen is still there. Like, it's, yeah, I don't, I don't understand it, but yeah, give me all the Justin Jefferson this season, and I mean, Dan, you're right. It it just, the case can be made at a a 101 if you really think that that's going to be all close to a 2,000-yard season maybe out of Justin Jefferson this year. It's a special type of a situation. Yeah, I love it. I think we're all high on Justin Jefferson coming into this year. Uh, Rod, let's get into your last player prop for this NFC North, or did we already get to that? We already got to that because remember, I'm yours. (laughs) Okay, so I'm left. Um, yeah, those, 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 that power going off kind of flickered me. All right. Um, for my last player prop, I am going to go with, I'm going to go with David Montgomery. Give me the under 800 and a half rushing yards. And I know this might, one might spark a little conversation here, but I think this Bears team of the offense is probably going to be playing in a lot of games where they are going to be behind and also behind, you know, the sticks this season. And we talked about the offensive line, how they are ranked the worst in the league or in the league coming into the season according to warren sharp and despite montgomery getting over this number in all three seasons so far for the chicago bears i think the bears uh face a big challenge this season offensively and, and i think that you know i talked about taking fields both rod and i over on his rushing yards projection and i think that's gonna you know that's where i think that david montgomery is gonna take a step back and I just don't think that there's much room for Montgomery getting that yardage this season. And, you know, last season we talked about on the propcast where Najee Harris, and I know he had an incredible season behind that atrocious offensive line, but that's Najee Harris. He's a young guy. He was able to do that. But I just don't think that David Montgomery is going to be that guy for this offense coming into this year and, and getting those rushing yards. And I think that like I mentioned, I think the biggest handicap for me is that this Chicago Bears team is going to be playing from behind a lot, and those opportunities to run the ball aren't just going to be there. And if they are going to be playing from behind, I think those are going to be where Justin Fields kind of just takes off and tries to get those first downs to keep the sticks moving. So, you know, for me, I think that you also have Khalil Herbert in, in that running back group as well for the Chicago Bears. Not sure how effective he is going to be. So if we're looking at a shared backfield along with the potential of the Justin Fields rushing yards ability i think that david montgomery is going to be the one that's going to have to take a step back in this offense so i'm gonna maybe a little controversial but i'm gonna take the under 800 and a half rushing yards for david montgomery here rod what are your thoughts on that one i can get behind you on that one in so much as you look at his uh, yards per carry and he's only had one season where he's had more than 3.7 yards per carry and if we're thinking that justin fields is going to take off a little bit more uh, he, he did not have a hundred yard game, uh, from week nine on, it was when he came back, uh, from not playing those, the stretch of four games, he didn't record a, a game over a hundred yards. In fact, his best game was 90 yards. But other than that, he barely had a 72 yarder in the last game of the season. So he hasn't been putting up the yards and necessarily hasn't been doing it in chunks either. So, you know, David Montgomery has been having a hard time on this bears team to try to get himself going with that offensive line we talked about, with the fact that he's got a mobile quarterback now that can split the carries with them. I mean, it's a tough road for David Montgomery. And I know that a lot of people are high on him this season, thinking that, you know, he's he's a, a talent, which he is. But, you know, sometimes talent's got to have something around him to be able to back it up. And I don't think he's got it here. Uh, Dan, thoughts on David Montgomery? I'm out on Montgomery this year. I, I think that you, you mentioned it. I think Khalil Herbert's going to have more of a role in this offense than people might think. Um, I think he might be the better runner, and that's just not me being a, a hokey stand um, here. But you know, I think that Montgomery has pretty much been, you know, he's he came in for a while, you know, with the old regime, and he's just kind of just plotted along to like four yards a carry. Um, has gotten injured over time, so I think that that coupled with Justin Fields and his mobility, it's going to hinder his ability to actually get to this 800 number. I know it might seem low, but yeah, I'm not banking on David Montgomery being the workhorse back that he was in years past. Like, I think this this is going to be spread around. Um, and they might have some success running the ball, but I think that's why they'll have success because they're not just feeding it to him 20 times a game anymore. Yep. Uh, all right. I think that is it, Dan. We got all three of yours too, correct? Yeah. All right. So before we get into best bets to wrap up the show, 
Let me tell you guys about Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there, and we at SGPN, we use it for ours. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry, and now you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. Over-under integrated into the fantasy experience is the first sports contest built into the fantasy experience. Like I said, not only can you enter a contest via over-under itself, but you can also do it you can also do it through your fantasy league's matchup screen. For example, Patrick Mahomes is your starting quarterback for your fantasy team. Not only do you think that you're going to win fantasy a matchup that week, you can also be as confident of taking Patrick Mahomes to hit over 215 passing yards for that specific week. And if you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason we're excited about the over-under game on Sleeper is that the only app where I can join my buddy's contest and we can play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with a tap of a button. Insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download the Sleeper app now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money while you're at it. So on your mobile device, join our listener group and uh, over on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP and sleeper will automatically match your first deposit of up to $100 promo code SGP. Again, go to sleeper.com slash SGP and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit terms and conditions apply. See sleepers terms of use for details. And we're also brought to you by run your pool. Run your pool is a home of competition, bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect and make every game matter more. Look, you're probably that guy at your workplace in the office that has to set up these fantasy leagues, you know, the pick'em contest, the survivor contest. Just make it easy for yourself. Just go to runyourpool.com. Run Your Pool offers every game type under the sun from pick'em and survivor to fantasy pools. It's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. We've teamed up with Run Your Pool to host a pool for our official SGP and NFL Survivor Contest. Hop in now to reserve your spot. The winner of the Survivor Contest gets $500 in cash plus a $250 gift card to the SGPN store to the winner. Sign up today over at play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. That's play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. All right, gentlemen, let's get into our best bets for this NFC North Player Props edition. Uh, Dan, I'll let you uh, lead it off here. What is your best bet for the NFC North division. AJ Dillon over five and a half rushing touchdowns. This is one of the bets that I placed early in this, in the off season, the juice hasn't gone up too much. Um, but yeah, this is just a prime opportunity for a running back who's seen an increase in workload over his last three years to really take that next step in his evolution as a running back. Um, I think it only helps that there isn't much continuity in the receiving room. This team is going to be a run heavy team. And I, I think Aaron Jones, uh, much to the dismay of, of Aaron Jones' owners uh, or, or managers, are going to see a lot of A.J. Dillon on the field. And and Matt LaFleur has already said that, you know, Aaron Jones is going to be 1A and A.J. Dillon's 1, 1B, so or 1A too, actually. Um, so, yeah, I just think he's going to see the field a lot. And he ranked top 12 in red zone opportunities last season. That's only going to go up. I think this team in a weak division, fairly weak division, he's going to have a lot of opportunities to score, especially with Devontae Adams now gone. So, yeah, I'm really excited about what A.J. Dillon can do this year, and five and a half touchdowns is too low. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Um, Rod, best bet for the NFC North division. I'm taking the Amon Ross St. Brown over 850 and a half receiving yards is my best bet. Dude had 912 in his rookie year. I don't know that anything else is going to change. Uh, over 10 yards per reception for the guy. Goff loves throwing the deep ball to him. Goff has some experience throwing the deep ball to other players as well, to some highly talented receivers. I think the second year is going to be a nice sophomore jump for Amon Ross St. Brown. I think a thousand yards is, is well within reach and uh, that's well over 850 and a half. So uh, I'm taking that one. Love it. Uh, for my best bet, I'm going to go with Justin Fields over 525 and a half rushing yards this upcoming season. Rod and I had agreement with it. Dan agreed 100% with it as well. The guy that's mobile, he can use his legs for this offense or move the ball. 
Um, and I think that he's going to have to do it behind this offensive line. He's going to be scrambling. And I think that he does have the escapability and mobility to get those yards. And again, we talked about how he got, what, 420 within, I think it was 10, 11 games last season for the uh, Chicago Bears. So asking him to do a little bit more in a full season where he's going to be the starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears franchise, I think he can get over this number. So I will take Justin Fields uh, over 525 and a half rushing yards as my best bet for the NFC North division. Gentlemen, six divisions down, two left on the docket for the prop cast and the season-long player props. We will be finishing up those uh, this week as well, so definitely excited to do that. And before we know it, we are now seven to eight days away from the NFL season kicking off. Uh, Rod, any other thoughts before we get out of here, my man? Yeah, just uh, once again, excited for the season. These two-a-days are, are uh, grinding, but we love doing them for you guys because, again, we're giving you good bets, hopefully, and, and ones that you'll have to wait all season to find out. Uh, but at the very least, uh, it should be fun sweating it out with everybody. So, yeah, follow me on Twitter at RJVagomez. Uh, there's a link in my bio with everything in there that you can find me, all the different places that, uh, that I exist in the Internet. <laughs> yeah, make sure to follow Rod on uh, Twitter at RJVagomez on twitter dan anything else my man before we get out of here nothing more from me um follow me on twitter at dan titus and um yeah man we're a week away so uh let's get these bets in and break these books get this money yes sir all right so we'll be back for the final two divisions for the season-long player props sometime this week so definitely look out for that till then good luck with your bets let's break these books off and let it ride